Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach and the queen of compassion-based selling because, well, selling is all about supporting, not convincing. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy show because this show is all about inspiration, not just in learning a simple technique or mindset shift that makes it easier to get clients, but Inspiration that happens as we get to peer through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her ability to listen in a way that allows her to fully understand her clients while also providing a non-judgmental space for them to feel safe, safe enough to share their thoughts and feelings so that she can provide actionable strategies that help them take control of their lives. So I am super excited to introduce Amy Royer. Now, Amy is a life and relationship coach with a unique background in clinical mental health counseling. Now, after working for nearly a decade with clients from all walks of life, including those accused and convicted of sex offenses, Amy became passionate about helping people break old patterns, create positive change in their lives, and gained unique insights into the complex dynamics of relationships and the challenges of personal growth. Now, through this work, she also developed a deep understanding of boundaries, assertiveness, and communication skills. Now, Amy specializes in helping clients overcome challenges related to relationships, communication, emotional management, and feeling stuck. Now, through a variety of approaches, including rational emotive behavior therapy techniques and mindfulness practices, Amy helps clients think differently, dispute irrational beliefs, and become the best version of themselves. Well, welcome, Amy. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Hi, it's great to be here. Yeah. And, you know, I just love how you're helping people with something that can really, you know, it can bring so much pain as well as so much joy, which are relationships. So I, I can't wait to hear more about this and, and the work you're now doing. That's yeah, great. So always top of my question for me, Amy, is what exactly was the inspiration or, you know, the tipping point that prompted you to start your own coaching practice? So it's, <laughs> it, there are a multitude of things that ultimately went into it. Um, the inspiration, I would say, came from the co uh, the counseling that I was doing before. Mm -hmm. I was working a lot with individuals and couples, and so many of these people were coming in with just some really basic, normal human experiences, but I was required to provide diagnoses for everybody and all of that. And it just felt like I was pathologizing things that were just basic human interactions and, and, and problems. Right. And 
so that was that was part of it like i didn't like the you know the pathologizing of it Mm-hmm. Um, eventually I, I came to learn about coaching and started listening to, to life coaches. And I started to realize like, this is something I could actually do and I wanted to do. And that's kind of how the ball started, started rolling. Okay. Yeah. Just seeing a different way that you can tap into your skills and your abilities. And that, like we talked about in the beginning, that, that zone of genius for being able to hear through people's words, maybe to the deeper meaning of what's behind the words mm-hmm. in a way that's not just attached to a clinical diagnosis, right? More of a right. uh, transformational, okay, how do we, how do we shore this up so you can go forward and, and make changes? Exactly. So yeah, I love that. So how long have you had your own coaching practice and has your business mission or vision evolved over the course of time? I officially opened my practice in November of 2021. So okay. that was about a, about a year and a half ago. Right. And I continued working as a counselor for a while before I went full on by myself, because that was, that's another story for another time. But, uh, <laughs> okay. but, uh, when I first got started with the coaching business, I kind of just saw myself doing a similar approach. Like when I was doing counseling, just seeing individuals and couples in, the office and maybe on video and all of that. But over time, you know, I started expanding my thinking on it and my vision for the future now includes like maybe starting to do some groups and I got involved with a women's volunteer group. So I'm going to start doing things within the community and all of that. So now it's, it's more, it's a much more broad scope, you know, Mm -hmm. wanting to get into writing and maybe creating courses and things like that. So it's, it's much bigger now. Right. Yeah. Just really zeroing in on uh, the specific areas that you can apply the vast knowledge and experience that you have. So yeah, it can show up in a lot of different mediums or modes or um, access points where people can, can uh, learn from you and, and really, you know, the group coaching is, is powerful because of that support element and uh, part of the, transformation is, is belief, right? Just, just know that you've got their back, right? It's, it's, it's difficult, but we can get through this. So yeah, I love all those different ideas that you're coming up with. Well, have there been any big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way in, in building your practice? Yes. <laughs> there, okay. There, there have been several. Um, I, my previous job, I didn't get much support. I was kind of in like the golden handcuffs, you know, there for a while. And then things just started to shift. And I just, I knew that it was time to exit because of that lack of support. I also didn't really necessarily feel like I had much support from like friends or family. Mm. They, a lot of times people that care about you, they err on the side of caution to that it's almost like, don't do anything, just keep doing whatever it is you're doing. Cause this feels safe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not their intention to steal your dream. They're just trying to keep you safe. Like you said, but boy, does that make it tough when you're wanting to step out and lean into something where you don't see what the next step might be, but you feel it within your heart. So, mm-hmm. well, can you share maybe a technique that you used in order to provide that reassertion or reconfidence within yourself that no, this is a, this is a good path. I'm going to stick with it regardless of 
the fact that maybe one of my best friends is thinking I'm nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Can you share maybe something that you used in order to shore up your confidence? I, I, one of the things that I try to do is put myself in the other person's shoes and kind of look at their life and their approach to things generally Do they really have my best interests at heart? And those folks are usually out to just kind of look out for you and maybe just such a degree that it could be considered stifling. And so they're just doing what they think is right. It doesn't necessarily mean it's correct or more important than what I'm thinking or feeling. It just means that's the position they're coming from. Um, I chose to kind of keep things close to the vest. I didn't share much with really anybody about it. And that was a, a bit isolating, but I knew that if I were to go to certain folks with this information, mm-hmm. their first response would be a no. <laughs> right. Say, what? Yeah. What? what are you thinking? Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. so yeah, that's a good technique to just, you know, there's nothing wrong with not sharing openly with everybody until you have it all dialed in and, and confident because you know that they're going to have a lot of questions or make yeah. assumptions. So sometimes well, it's best, you know, to just keep things uh, in the R and D department as we, as we call it research and development. Yeah. Yeah. And I reminded myself too, like, this is my life, my career and my future, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not for someone else to dictate. If I make a mistake, if I mess up, then that's on me. I tried, you know, I did yeah. the thing. <laughs> and the worst, you know, worst thing that happens when you make a mistake is you learn from it and you do course corrections and you keep going. <laughs> so that's how everything pretty much happens by, uh, create, staying in the creative zone, we call it. And, you know, Amy, you're obviously an expert at helping people to create those happy, healthy relationships, as well as improve so many different aspects of their lives. But I, you know, I'm curious, how do you feel about the client enrollment or, you know, the sales part of being in business? Now, this might feel like a very different skill set. Do you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of growing a successful business? Generally speaking, I feel relatively comfortable when I'm being contacted or I'm reaching back out to clients that have reached out to me. Um, I think the area where I'm maybe not as comfortable is me going to them, me, Mm -hmm. you know, advertising directly to them, like doing a video or maybe going to different businesses in the area to talk about partnerships or maybe trying to sell the bigger package, like the multi-session packages to people because the price tag seems scarier than the hourly rate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Interesting words that you've used, scary price tag. So that tells me there's some underlying currents that, that might uh, be feeding that, but uh, you're definitely not alone in having those kinds of fears or areas of resistance. So it sounds like when people reach out to you and say, Hey, Amy, you know, I'm really struggling with this can you help me through this? So, or Joe and I would like to come in and talk to you about this. Could we set some, something up? You're mm-hmm. like, absolutely a confident standing in your strength there. But when it comes to you finding or attracting potential clients or reaching out to an organization to um, bring them content or an offer, that's when the ground underneath you feels a little, a little shaky. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd be happy to provide you with a little bit of insight around that if you'd like. Sure. 
Okay. So here's the interesting thing. You, you're coming from a background where as a counselor, you manage your calendar, right? Is somebody showed up on your calendar and you met with them? I'm guessing, correct? You didn't have to go out and find clients. They people, arrived. Just, people are always looking for a counselor. <laughs> yeah, they arrived through the firm you worked with, through the organization you worked with. You opened up your calendar that day and you saw it was booked. So there's a huge shift now to, okay, so how do we develop that interest? How do we reach out? So here's the thing that's that's really interesting um, that hopefully will provide you with a shift in your perspective. People are most interested in, you know, solving a problem, not the process to solve the problem. And so when we reach out, the way that is the, always the first thing that has to occur is capturing their interest, gaining mm -hmm. their attention. If I'm a dog lover and I have no idea if you're a dog lover, the last thing that I should do is just to say, hey, Amy, we need to meet because I need to teach you how to train your dog. Now, that would be ridiculous, right? I, I would have to ask, Amy, I, do you have a dog, right? And so, so with that context, we're in the information age, first and foremost. And so content is always the best way to capture somebody's attention. And within the content, it's not like, hey, I have a technique to help you break through the limiting patterns that are holding you back, because that's all process oriented and people don't necessarily want that. They don't even know they have limiting patterns that are holding them back. But if you reached out to somebody with more specific real life, like you had mentioned, you know, coming to you with human experiences. So when you're thinking about some of those human experiences, hey, would you like to learn a simple technique that brings more freedom and spontaneity back into your relationship in spite of knowing the patterns or knowing what, uh, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm at kind of a loss for words because it's your expertise, right? But the main point I'm trying to make is if you, if you lead with what some of those real life human experiences are that have been the struggle that people want to fix, and you lead with that in your messaging or your offer or the talk title that you're approaching a, a company about, five different ways to bring spontaneity back into a relationship in spite of um, negative baggage or something like that, where it's like, oh, I want that. Yeah, I want that outcome because that's something I struggle with versus here are techniques to release limiting thinking that are causing sabotaging thoughts and, and bringing the relationship into old patterns. So yeah, that's process oriented and I'm just riffing. <laughs> I'm probably yeah. speaking gibberish. <laughs> the, other, the other is more um, real life. It's, it's human. So so hopefully that's landing for you because that's probably, a, a, you know, going to be a real shift in the way that you're, you're thinking about communicating to the value of the work that you do. Yeah, I, I, I was processing as you were talking and I was trying to imagine how that might look in real life. And right. so would that be something along the lines of if I were to reach out to a particular company or a group of people 
trying to maybe present like a particular issue that would be common amongst those folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. With a, just a, a really challenge that they're struggling with that, that is something that they would love to have fixed and they don't need to know the process. That's, that's up to you um, through your talk or that kind of thing. But what they really want is the problem solved. Mm-hmm. So reaching out with that clarity and just a very specific outcome that your talk is going to deliver. And that is what piques people's interest. It's like, yeah, I would love to hear more. Tell me more. So that is something that will, I think, shift your perspective on how to communicate the value of the work that you do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would love to hear any any feedback for how that does land for you, you know, after you try to kind of think it through and um um, start putting together some ideas for, for how to reach out to those organizations, because it, it does take a little bit of rethinking, right. Shifting your paradigm. So, and you know, the, the thing that just kind of popped into my head, uh, is organizations kind of living through the ripple effects now of the pandemic, right there, there was such a huge shift in the way that employers, had relationships with employees during the pandemic, you know, people started working remotely and how do you maintain that trust and productivity? And so within that context, but also relationships within couples or parents and their kids, the pandemic created quite a shift in, in maybe even was a catalyst for so many people on the good side and the bad. So maybe you could share just a little bit in terms of now the aftermath, right? The ripple effects from the pandemic and, and how those are having any impacts on the people that you work with. Yeah. I, initially when everything, when it first started within a relatively short period of time, there was a boom in the counseling business because everybody's like, right. I'm not used to being oh my with God. <laughs> I'm having a I meltdown. Like my husband or my wife or my girlfriend, whatever. Um, right. And then over time, things started to settle down. And then my coaching business, I was like, okay, we're on the outside of this. Let's see what happens. But then there's been other things that have been affected, you know, for, you know, people's jobs and financially, and people are being taken off of remote and put back into the office. And right. it just it's like, like, wait a second. I liked going to work in my pajamas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to so- put this outfit on again. <laughs> yeah. And, and now people, they're, their sense of time is skewed. It's different now. They, they're not used to going to the office and they're trying to get adjusted to that. So they feel pressed for time. There's a lot of people that are out of work right now. So financially, there's a lot going on. Then we've got this kind of inflation thing happening. And so that has definitely had an effect on, on my clients and you know the people that I'm seeing and then potential clients as well. Right. Yeah. No, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of tension, a lot of things that do create catalysts for relationships because mm-hmm. of the ones we love are also the ones that we um, unload on, right. And, yeah. and have sensitivities around and can easily get triggered. So, well, Amy, I'm, I'm just, I'm so curious here. How do you work with people who want to finally break those old patterns and create positive, healthy relationships and really improve all different aspects of their lives. Can you share a few more specifics about your philosophy or your approach? So I tend to be pretty direct with people, um, appropriately direct. I, but I know that sometimes some clients require a bit of a softer approach, which 
is fine, but I want to make sure that I'm communicating very clearly with them so that mm-hmm. we're both heard and understood. I am a big proponent of REBT, the rational emotive behavior therapy that we, that you had mentioned in the intro, uh, acceptance and commitment therapy, radical acceptance. Uh, I also encourage mindfulness and meditation practices with my clients as well. And those seem to be a pretty well-rounded approach to helping people shift their mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so important to, to be able to just shift that perspective and, and how they're seeing themselves, how they're seeing others. And that's, you know, it sounds like you have a, a really depth of, uh, of knowledge and clinical tools that support people in order to be able to do that. So yeah, that's fantastic. Well, how can listeners learn more about you and this great work you're doing? They can visit my website at www.momentumlrc.com. Okay. Momentumlrc.com. What does LRC stand for? Life and relationship coaching. Ah, there we go. Makes perfect sense. (laughs) (laughs) Momentumlrc.com. All right. Perfect. Well, Amy, you have already shared quite a few golden nuggets of wisdom here through our conversation, but if I could tap on you one last time. Uh, in looking at your own experience in building your business, well, what's some advice that you can share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed? I would say one of the first things that comes to mind is talk to yourself the way you would a client. Mm. You know, provide and seek out resources for yourself, just like you would a client. Uh, and don't and encourage yourself to reach out for, for help sometimes, because we're not meant to do all these things alone. We're human beings. We're wired for connection and it doesn't mean you're a phony or a fraud. It just means that you're a human being, have a human experience and you could use a little help. Mm -hmm. And if you think that you're going to be able to just do anything and everything completely alone all the time, perhaps you could, but what's the joy in that? Right. And it might take a really long time too. Yeah. That's the other part. I mean, you're (laughs) going to, you're going to slow yourself down. So it's okay to show yourself some compassion and give yourself permission to get some help to become successful, to maybe just have somebody to talk to, to run things past, like treat yourself the way you would one of your own clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. Just so powerful. Talk to yourself as a as if you were your own client. It's mm-hmm. sometimes we forget that, oh yeah, I do have this wealth of knowledge and expertise that I could apply to myself, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. in my own way, I got all this other stuff that I'm thinking, all these little nagging, you know, limiting belief thoughts that keep cropping up. So yeah, no, that's powerful. And of course, also the wisdom you shared about it's okay to reach out We don't have to have it all figured out to be in business for ourselves. It's not something that you can just learn instantly. It's a process. It's an evolution. So yeah, that's powerful. Well, Amy, it has just been so great hearing about your journey from the important work that you were doing as a counselor and making difference in that role, but then realizing, you know what, there's more that I can be doing more that's going to bring me that sense of fulfillment and and meaning, and I know I can make a bigger difference. So stretching your wings 
and in doing this now, this impactful work uh, as a life and relationship coach, where you're helping people break those old patterns and create that positive change in their lives and gain unique insights into the complex dynamics of relationships so that they can experience more fulfillment in their relationships and in their life. So I've really enjoyed our conversation and I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. And again, for our listeners, you can reach Amy Royer through her website and that is MomentumLRC.com. All right. Well, for all our listeners, remember when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high paying clients. Well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you've fully supported your potential clients decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So are you hundred percent confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me and our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Amy Royer. And as always, here's to your success.